going to start with a little story this week for you. Um, we are not Cumbrians by by birth. In fact, we move up here, moved up here uh, a number of years ago now, uh, must be about 16, 17 years ago. Originally started off with a holiday home and then uh, actually moved up here permanently, which is another story. However, um, we moved up here and then uh, proceeded to, uh, to, to start our own business, um, surrounded by lakes, mountains, trees, beautiful scenery, and unfortunately not many businesses. Um, however, we are here. And very successful. And that means that anyone can run a business and do it incredibly well if they follow some basic principles, particularly in the recruitment sector. So if you are looking for um, some straightforward ways to scale your recruitment business, then this podcast is for you. We're going to share five principles that are just plain work. No need to overcomplicate it. Follow the steps and uh, uh, you will be amazed at what happened. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Recruitment, Marketing and Sales Podcast. An obsessive focus on marketing and sales is the only way to accelerate your agency growth. So listen in now as we share the latest strategies and techniques guaranteed to deliver you more placements and profit. Well, hi there, everyone. This is Denise from Superfast Recruitment with the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast. And uh, we've had a couple of gaps over the last week or so. We've had a really, really busy time and a, a very poorly elderly mother, um, which uh, is another another story. However, a uh, shout out to our NHS who are amazing over here in the UK. Anyhow, today we're going to talk about placement growth and um, the sort of five easy steps that you can look at, particularly when it comes to your marketing and sales. But before we get into it, this is your first time here. Welcome. Um, How the devil are you? Where have you been all our lives? Um, If you find this of use, and I think this is probably something like podcast 130 something. I can't remember. That's very bad, isn't it? I should remember that one. Um, So you can access uh, a transcription for this podcast over at superfastrecruitment.co.uk. And if you just go probably to the newest blog post or there's a search bar there that says uh, you can just put five easy steps or something like that and it'll, uh, it'll come up in placement growth. Now, as you are considering doing that, there's something uh, to uh, to think about, particularly if this is a relatively new journey for you. For many recruiters, they've been in the industry for many, many years and they haven't always had a massive focus on marketing and now they are appreciating that they need to. So before you actually jump into it, the first thing to do is actually download a marketing audit checklist that we have produced for you. And all you need to do is go to superfastrecruitment.co.uk forward slash MCL or lowercase. And I'll actually put a link to, to the checklist in the um, in the blog post and the transcription that goes uh, goes with this. So go and download that. And that's going to give you some insight because before you move forward, you need to know where you are. Always useful, <laughs> says she, who uh, has done lots of walking over the years um, with a compass. Um, this was back in the day before Magellan sort of uh, arrived. Anyway, I don't want to digress. Let me talk to you about um, what what stimulated this this blog post. Um, 
as many of you know, we have Superfast Circle and part of Superfast Circle membership is um, two two-day events spread out across the year. It's a way of getting everyone together, really helping people. And it gives people that time to work on the business rather than in the business. And and our members really appreciate it because they get away, they get to come up to the Lake District for a couple of days, they get to meet their colleagues, they can ask lots of questions. They're really cool and they can, uh, they can obviously learn something new too. Because time away is is really key and critical um, because it enables you to think about your business, particularly if you're serious about grow, growth. And, and everything we teach our circulites, we call them circulites, revolves around the core steps for scaling and growing the business. Now, I wanted to share these with you. I'm going to cover some, some straightforward steps. Now, the first one is and I think I've uh, alluded to it anyway, is about clarity and making things simple. You have to know where you are starting from because it's very easy to go off and start implementing the latest shiny um, idea or um, metric or whatever else that, that you see flying around online. What we share is based on what's working because obviously we've been implementing different marketing strategies for our clients for a number of years. So it's so easy to complicate everything, especially in the digital world we we all live in. It's not uncommon to start so many things at once and run around like a a busy fool um, or the the, the classic headless chicken, as it's uh, it's known in the UK. Hey, we've all done it at some point in the journey of growing a business. I'm sure you will agree with that too, because I know I have done it and possibly occasionally still do it when I get really excited about things too. Um, So in this this podcast and and in the transcription, I'm going to share a few things uh, with you, um, particularly as we're coming to the end of one year, we're coming to the end of, depending on when you you listen to this, it doesn't really matter when you listen to it, because the principle is still the same. I'm recording this towards the end of 2018. We're in October and uh, many people are thinking about, well, how how am I going to end the year strong and what am I going to do to uh, to actually, you know, scale my growth? So if you haven't downloaded the checklist, go and download the checklist, print it off. And uh, a, lot, a lot of what I then say will make uh, a lot more sense. So foundation steps. Let's go back to basis, base, uh, basic, basis. Basics. Um, Running a recruitment and staffing business is about adding value and making a profit. That's it. That's what businesses are about, about adding value to your customer and hopefully make doing that at a profit. And I would suspect that the majority of you reading this post or listening to the podcast would have a money goal for this year for your recruitment organization. I'm hoping next year, three years, five years, because that's how it works. You've, you've got to have that. Now, the, the question is, um, you have a financial goal. Now, does the sector in which you work facilitate the fact that you will be able to hit that goal? Now, this is not about getting emotional about it. My, my mentor always talks about math. It's always, he's American. It's all about the math. They don't say math, do they? They say math over there. And for many Americans that, you, you know, um, listen to this podcast, you're probably wondering, why do we say maths and you say math? Anyway, it's about maths. 
you know, you know, stand back, be a bit dispassionate about it and just think about, okay, so if I want to hit three, four, five, six, eight figures, whatever that might be in your business, will the sector I am in deliver that for me? Um, now, if you're thinking, well, I'm actually not sure it, it will, Denise, well, well, that's good. That's information. Because once you, you can't move forward until you have that information. And it might be that it's now time to add an additional vertical or expand your geography or whatever that might be for you, maybe even add a different product. So you're working at uh, different types of roles within the uh, the, the company or you, you add in a, a temp desk, whatever it might be. You just need to think about how am I going to get this to work? Um, because listen, it doesn't even matter, even if you're in a, a small village in, in County Durham, you can still supply candidates across the entire UK. Many years ago, I um, know a, a, a good friend of mine who had a pharmaceutical recruitment company and um, she started started this, this company back in the day, probably about 20 years ago now. And as she always says, she's, she's, she, <laughs> I don't think she was being rude anyway, but she said, I make 250 grand a year out of my back bedroom, Denise. And what she was referring to was she had a desk and a telephone. And that's what, and, and basically she placed, um, helped uh, people like me, who was a sales manager at the time, place candidates all over the UK. So you can see that, you know, scalability is, you know, is, is more than, than doable. And as I alluded to when I started this podcast today, um, to, to tell you about the SFR story, you know, we moved to Cumbria many, many years ago. We, uh, we had a holiday home here and we used to live in, in Manchester. And so we would come up here at weekends and uh, a friend of ours said, oh, you'll soon get bored of that. And he, of course, anyone that knows the, knows the Lake District, probably I should put a picture of the Lake District in the, um, in the, in the, in the post. Um, you'll know what an amazing place it is. However, the downside or upside, depending on which which side of the coin you are viewing, is that there it's full of beautiful lakes, mountains, estuaries, and the most stunning scenery. However, it's not got many people here, um, which can be a slight downside when you are looking to scale your business. It has people in the hotels, obviously, but you know it doesn't have a lot of businesses apart from that. However. Um, there are ways around this, as we discovered, and cycle forward, what, 15 years or so now, and we don't even have one client in Cumbria. We've got some fabulous clients in Lancashire, which is the next um, next sort of county down, in, uh, county uh, below us. Uh, instead, they're all over the UK and Dubai and Australia. Your sector or niche, as my friends across the um, pond say, will always say is is critical for growth. So it's about the niche that you choose. Can it sustain you no matter where you live in the uh, in the UK, in Australia, in America, in Europe, wherever you are, is it sustainable um, for you? Now, the second thing um, that, you know, uh, any successful business will have is a high value offer that they then communicate and sell to people. Now, uh, obviously, we, we have different uh, offers that we have for our clients. But, you know, when it comes to recruitment, obviously, the, the answer is yes. 
Um, we, we live in a world that is continually being dominated by specialists and specialist recruiters have a high value office uh, offer and they provide services and advice. You know, um, if you want a more sustainable business, as I've just mentioned before, go niche and improve the value of your service, then you can charge more. Because if you don't, you will continue continue to struggle. There's there's absolutely no doubt about that. Sector is the way to go forward. Obviously, if you if you work in commercial, then you've got a big sector anywhere that you can uh, that you can work with. But you know, if you don't, then um, you are going to struggle because it is a really competitive market out there. So you need a higher value offer. You need to be charging higher fees, and you need to be placing candidates at higher salaries if you want sustainable growth and you really, really want to scale. So next thing is a consistent supply of leads. Now, this is what's really important. Pre-sold on your company before you speak. This must be your goal. And if you embrace marketing, which we obviously strongly suggest you do, and I'm suspecting you do, otherwise you wouldn't be subscribed to this podcast and you wouldn't be reading um, the blog. Um, But the thing about it is any recruitment company that wants success needs to generate consistent demand in the sense of, you know, uh, clients, candidates and talent you know um people can't buy from you this is like you know business 101 people can't buy from you if they don't know about you so if you don't know you're there i know this is very logical and it's a basic premise however many people seem to forget that and they say oh well you know i think i'm the best kept secret but when when we say to them well so so what are you doing to promote yourself uh well i send i send an email once every you know, um, <laughs> few months, I put the occasional blog post up, you know, you need to be um, promoting what you do consistently. Otherwise, you are never going to scale and move forward. Now, in the past, we've talked about the bias cycle. And that that's key, because you're wanting to create demand. And that is why you need to invest in marketing campaigns that get your name in front of candidates and clients at all points of the buyer cycle, because we're not all ready to buy. I'm going to share the figures again. I'm not going to make any apologies for sharing figures with you again, because, you know, uh, repetition is the first law of learning, as I was always taught. So I am recording this in autumn. And like, like most women, and probably the majority of men too, um, I'm looking for some new clothes. We live in a a very small sort of house with um, not a lot of wardrobe space. So I have to recycle clothes around. So all the summer gear gets moved and all the winter autumn gear comes out. And of course, what happens every year, and uh, I'm sure many of you on this call will relate to it, is you think, oh, I can't. Oh, I'll have to bend that jumper. It's no good. I can't be wearing that again. It looks too tacky. I can't present in that or I can't I can't wear that on a video or whatever. Or, you know, I can't go to the pub in that or I can't go to whatever. Um, so, of course, many people this time of year are thinking, oh, what's new? Autumn, I'll get something. So think about it. Um, the uh, the lovely B2C uh, market 
are advertising uh, at the moment on every single channel um, available to them. In fact, I was watching something last night uh, from uh, Marks and Spencer. There was something else with John Lewis, all promoting their autumn collection. They do it for everything. They do it for food. They do it for clothes. So they know that people like me, people like us, will purchase at a certain time of year. You know, it's the same in any market. As purchasers, we need reminding a question for you then is, do you have a plan to get in front of your candidates and clients? Are you consistently in their inbox or in their social feeds? We'll, we'll talk about messenger bots uh, another time. We're just exploring that at the moment. But, you know, let's just stick with, you know, some, some basic things. Are you in their inbox? Are you in their social fee- feeds? Because remember, people buy from people that they like, know and trust And this doesn't happen overnight. Mark it well and then follow through with your sales process. And that's when conversion starts to happen. Now, I've got some some classic data for you and I'm going to I'll just highlight it on the blog. I'll make sure that uh, when this is transcribed, it's all there for you. And people always say, well, you know, um, so so where's this data come from? It's time immemorial it has come from. And uh, it's basically if you look at any of the the, the sort of key marketing blogs and people that that look at, you know, um, influence and uh, how people buy that three to five percent of uh, any client, uh, sorry, any sort of uh, database that you have that's expressed an interest in you is ready to buy now. So that's why I always say to people, make an offer as soon as you can, because not everyone will be ready and it's logical that they won't, but some people will. So always have in every single email that you send, every single blog post, <clears throat> excuse me, any video that you have, have a call to action because you've got 3% three to 5% of people are ready to buy now. Now, let's look at the, the, the other data. 45% of the, the people that have maybe opted into something of yours, downloaded a report or, you know, have been in contact with you are likely to buy within 90 days. So you need to think about how am I going to keep in connection with these people? It's interesting, Sharon was talking to somebody on the phone um, literally this afternoon. And this particular person was talking about what they're doing. They're getting stuff ready. Um, yes, they want to have a conversation with us. However, it's probably going to be December because they've got lots of other things in place. Um, we pr- we uh, presented the Recruitment Expo. We had quite a few people contacted us post then. They're all getting the budgets together for, for next year. And so, you know, Sharon's got a string of conversations to have with people in the, in the next few weeks. All very logical Now, there's that final 50% who are likely to buy from you within the next any any period of time, provided we treat them well, within the next sort of 12 to 24 months. And and that's okay because with the power of marketing and the power of automation, you can keep close to these people. So guess what? When they eventually decide to, uh, to, that they want to work with somebody as a recruiter, it's highly likely to be you. So another question for you, having listened to this data, is your conversion process set up to deliver for these, you know, ind- individuals? Okay. Next thing, number, number five, I think it is 
is your conversion system? What is your core process for conversion? Um, let's be frank about it. In marketing speak, it, it's your, it's your high value offer. So let's use, um, you know, a, 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 a conservative average placement fee of let, let's just say five, five thousand. It's probably going to be a lot more than that. I hope so. Anyway, for many of you, uh, many of you sort of listening to this, if you think about what, you know, what, what's the value here? So nobody's going to click a link to buy this off the shelf. <laughs> you don't buy people off the shelf. Well, you don't here anyway. Um, it's going to involve, <clears throat> excuse me, a conversation. Okay. Took a little gap there because, um, I was losing my, my voice. So in, the recruitment sector, conversion happens with uh, through a telephone call or a face-to-face interaction. Um, it's very unlikely that anyone's going to email back and say, yes, we want to work with you. We're not bothered about your T's and C's. Let's just, let's just start now. That doesn't happen um, with a high-value transaction, which recruitment obviously is. The goal then is to talk to people on the phone or get a face-to-face meeting with them who have some level of awareness of you. Now, for many people, they, they talk to us, yes, does cold calling still work? It does to some level. I tell you what, though, warm calling is a damn sight better. If someone's seen you online, they've um, looked at your, your content, they've downloaded a report of yours, they've been on your spanky new shiny website and they've seen all the information and they see that you, you understand recruitment, they are much more likely to actually um, say yes to your offer. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a recognized fact, a thought through and honed marketing pro- process for recruitment and staffing companies will pre-sell you to clients and, and candidates. So those blog posts you write and share, the reports and checklists you give out, the videos you upload to LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, in a busy market, what you have to remember, it's not like back in the day. And uh, when we were at the recruitment expo, Sharon shared about the fact that we were both from the pharmaceutical uh, industry and the Telegraph used to come out on a Thursday and used to read the the, the, the ad in the Telegraph and then used to, if you <laughs> pre-mobile phones, of course, um, that you used to go and used to find a telephone box if you could and actually get your, your Tempe in it or whatever and, and speak to somebody. It's because there wasn't many pharmaceutical recruiters around. There were just one or two. It's very, very different now, you know. Um, People don't need to work with the first recruitment company they come across anymore. You know, we're living in 2018, not 1998 anymore. Um, so times have changed. And, and what happens is people work with the, the, the recruiter or the recruitment company that stands out. Uh, of course, provided you follow through. So there's no point just, um, you know, putting up a blog post and thinking, okay, come to me. I've built it so they'll come. You have to actually take action. You know, you have to have a a, a systematic process that you share with your recruitment consultants where, okay, so this is what's happening. These are the number of downloads. These are the people that have downloaded them. Well, get in contact with these people now. Um, Right, this is the process. So connect with them on LinkedIn. We have sort of process maps that we share with our Superfast Circle members, which, which hone this process down to something that works, you know. 
what will happen then is when your consultants do pick up the phone and they call a client or a candidate, the reception that they receive will be completely different. This is Business Success 101. Sell something people want. And a well-executed recruiting process is exactly that. So I hope you found that useful. Before I go today, I want to mention something. And that is Superfast Circle. We've had a lot of people ask us about Superfast Circle, uh, what's involved in it. um, And we have just opened registrations for people to join Superfast Circle before the end of the year. And we've got a special offer on as well um, up until November the 22nd. Might seem like a random date. The reason being is it's Sharon's birthday. So we've got a couple of uh, additional bonuses for for anyone that wants to join. However, um, we, we need to have a conversation with you before we can um, say yes, because we want to make sure that this is a, we don't like to sell things to people that aren't right for them. So we would like to have a conversation. And um, all you need to do is basically head over to uk, And if you look on the program section, there's a drop down menu and it says Superfast Circle. Even if you Google Superfast Recruitment, Superfast Circle, it comes up and you can read all about it on that page. And on that page will be a link for you to book a call with one of us. And then we can have a conversation with you and we can find out if this is a fit and a match for you. So go along, read that page, see if this delivers what what you want. If you are a recruitment business owner or you are a a staffing and business owner and you have a marketeer working with you and you you want them to have the most relevant training for them, then go along, have a look at this page. And this is open to people all over the world. Uh, We have calls at different times. We have uh, we have a number of members in Australia and we have a call at a certain time for them. We, you know, we've got clients all over the UK um, and the US. So there, there are calls so we can talk to you and um, you'll see what's, what's involved. I, I, I am convinced, in fact, I know that this is probably the best program for um, recruitment and staffing owners that want to scale their marketing um, with some proper hand-holding um, in, the, uh, in, in the current market. So this is Denise uh, saying, uh, these are the five areas you need to start considering if you want really serious about growth. Um, take action on them. Uh, go and check out Supervast Circle and uh, we'll see you soon.